Well, uh, good evening, and uh, it's about 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you are listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. Jim's going to be leaving us here shortly uh, because uh, Encore is sponsoring a uh, musical documentary-style thing over at the Michigan Theater tonight. So if you want to see Jimi Hendrix wail away, it's the Monterey Pop live. Yeah, they've had a series of uh, films from 1967. They have. Interesting collection of uh, material. Of course. 50 years ago. 67 was a very decisive year in American history for a variety of reasons. 68 probably even more decisive. Oh, yeah. Yep. But anyway, uh, we're in. Real quickly, uh, um, since we'll talk about uh, a lot of stuff uh, uh, that doesn't have anything to do with music, um, another person or thing that uh, doesn't have anything to do with music is Charles Manson. Oh, yeah. Whose uh, passing was announced, whose death, I'm not going to dignify him with a passing phrase. Uh, He's being described in the tickers that run under the screens on your TV news feed as a hippie cult leader. Well, cult leader he was, but he was a piss-poor hippie. (laughs) I don't really think that that's a correct epithet for Charles Manson. Charles Manson is to hippies as Donald Trump is to presidents. Yeah. Not a very good one. Yeah, just because he took some drugs doesn't make him a hippie. Precisely. He he was a a violent thug, a psychopath, a racist, uh, a child abuser, a terrible, terrible person. He was a grifter. (laughs) Yeah. In more than one way. Six-time loser. And he went to prison early in his life, in and out of prison his whole life. Uh, I think he he actually... first went to prison when he was 15 obviously a troubled youth but uh, it's important to realize that back then uh you know we didn't have juvenile delinquency services uh some some people that committed serious crimes were just thrown in with the rest of the hardened criminals the riffraff and you know Prison probably didn't help Charles Manson he was troubled from the beginning yeah aspired to be a musician but uh and knew uh, bum than Dennis Wilson, of all people, yeah. and tried to you know make some recordings and whatnot. Yeah. Adolf Hitler, of course, was a failed uh, failed artist himself, <laughs> but I'm not going to compare Manson to... Uh, no, that's not quite... <laughs> to Adolf Hitler, but uh, I, the interesting thing, I, you know, it's bizarre because Roman Polanski's been peripherally in the news recently for <laughs> obvious reasons. And I, j- I just found it bizarre that that, that uh, um, you know her, her his his wife was Sharon Sh- Tate was Sharon Tate, and uh, she was one of the people murdered in the first uh, brutally slain in a, a group a group killing. Yeah, and in fact, I heard an author who did a biography of Manson who said that he saw the photographs of her body and said it was the most gruesome thing he'd ever seen. And thus, he was intrigued by some of the gory details, but uh, was under no illusions or delusions about what or who Charles Manson was. I don't remember his name, but don't waste too much time in your life no. reading anything about him. And of course, unfortunately, the helter-skelter nonsense 
John Lennon and that whole thing is part of the uh, ability. Well, some of, of the cultural ripples that uh, the yeah. cultural ripples, and then of course Manson was used to dis, uh, you know, to basically spread disinformation about hippies and the hip mm-hmm. and the, the uh, discredit su- the entire movement. The summer of love, which occurred in '67. Um, when there was more love involved, and by '69, when I think that's the year of the Sharon Tate murders, yes, things had changed quite profoundly in the United States for a variety of reasons, and the hippies were very, very peripheral to the real changes that occurred. Of course, by '69, Richard Nixon was our 37th president. Think big, Henry. Oh, think big. Big. Speaking of think big, I don't know if there's meant to be any symbolic significance to uh, Donald Trump's executive order uh, allowing elephant trophies yeah. to be uh, imported into the United States. Uh, but it seems like there's a race to see who can brutally slay the Republican Party first, Ray Moore or Donald Trump. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's obviously going to be a problem one way or another. I think that Trump's reticence and silence on on him is, uh, Roy Moore, uh, very, very revealing. Oh, yeah. Because he can't say anything. In other words, he's the one that's got his own, uh, just an array of sexual allegations against him. I found it bizarre that he even bothered to comment on the Al Franken business. Um, And Al Franken said, let's have an ethics investigation. So that's where that's headed. But Donald Trump, of course, uh, back in uh, during the election, promised lawsuits. Well, where are they? Uh, Nowhere to be found. (laughs) Um, You know, in other words, this is an example of of uh, of the phoniness of Donald Trump. It was interesting to note that uh, his 100th day in office passed recently. Uh, look on the bright side. His presidency is 20% over. <laughs> and I think I, I, I will be amazed if he wins re-election in 2020. But that's a long way off. We'll see what happens. But uh, I'll tell you one thing. If this There's tax... a few bumps in the road between now and then. Yeah, and I'll tell you one thing. If this tax, tax cut uh, passes as is... Uh, we're headed for massive deficits, a probable stock market crash, and uh, possibly another banking crisis uh, for a variety of reasons. I, I don't think Trump has a clue. Trump wants a win. I, I don't know what this is about, and I think it's totally irresponsible the way this tax cut bill has been rammed through Congress. I understand politically why the GOP and Paul Ryan wanted to have a vote, and they've done it and. They're on the record now as passing a bill. But the Senate bill is very different, much more complicated, and it's not all that likely that it's even going to pass. But we'll see. Who cares? It's a lot of uh, inside baseball, inside football. Uh, Jerry Jones is in the news. Let's uh, get rid of him for a while. Uh, He apologized after a gossip website posted a four-year-old video of him making racially insensitive comments. The website, The Blast, reported the video was shot in 2013 at a Dallas hotel. 
by a white man who asked Jones if he would record a message for his fiancée. Jones appeared to be joking when he said, Hey, Jennifer, congratulations on the wedding. Now that you know he's with an African-American girl tonight, don't you? <laughs> After the release of the video, Jerry Jones apologized in a statement issued by the team saying, The comment was inappropriate. It's not who I am, and I am sorry. Uh, that's supposed to be funny? <laughs> That's Jerry Jones for you. That's, uh, fails that test, too. <laughs> Watch out for those videos. Uh, Jim is, is is off, so yeah, at 7 o'clock, if you're not doing anything and are so, uh, so inclined to go watch Jimi Hendrix, the Michigan Theater beckons as we speak. And I believe there's another uh, um, movie, a rock and roll movie, perhaps next week. Might be the Dylan uh, documentary. That's my vague recollection of what happened. I, of course, uh, interestingly, went to a documentary on Tuesday night about the Standing Rock um, situation. This was a very interesting documentary about the controversy involving the Standing Rock uh, Sioux Nation's territory uh, in uh, up in the Dakotas, the Lakota Nation. And the uh, protests that went on in the history of the, uh, the and the chronology of what really happened. Uh, one of Donald Trump's earliest executive orders was to allow the oil uh, pipeline to be finished. And I'd like to point out that the way this scammeroo worked was they built the pipeline from two different directions before they ever had a legal right to cross the Lakota Nation's um, land. Um, this pipeline, by the way, is going to be drilled underneath the Missouri River. But how interesting to see uh, this past week of an oil spill in South Dakota uh, involving TransCanada, the uh, multinational fossil fuels corporation that's involved in the Keystone Pipeline. And uh, this was a very poignant movie, um, documentary about the protests, the issues, um, some of the perspectives of the people that were involved in the protest. So remember that it was the governor of North Dakota that called out the police and created most of the violence uh, that, that people may have thought they were witnessing on uh, television and or in the media, and uh, it was quite obvious from the movie, the documentary, that all of the violence was instigated by the police. They were the ones in the riot gear, beating people up for no reason, and, uh, well, the violations of the Laramie Treaty um, are just a sad commentary about our system of justice and the priorities that we have here in the United States about so many things. Uh, these treaties, and I'm referring here to the Treaty of Laramie from 1868, uh, was at the issue of the federal dispute over this pipeline. Barack Obama, to his credit, issued an executive order late in his presidency 
uh, asking for more study by the Army Corps of Engineers to determine the environmental impact and to see if a, an alternative pipeline could be built. Uh, this would have involved going into Bismarck, North Dakota, and uh, I don't want to get into the uh, t- t- too far into the into the uh, political the obvious political aspects of this, but Bismarck, uh, North Dakota, is an exceedingly white city. It's a small city, but I believe it's the largest city in North Dakota. Still one of our largest uh, states, and of course this pipeline is part of the fracking natural gas um, oil extraction that's going on in uh, western North Dakota over near Montana. Oil spills, of course, are are terrible things, uh, both when they pollute water and land, and uh, it is very troubling to hear reports that Donald Trump is contemplating opening up the Alaskan Wildlife Preserve up uh, adjacent to Prudhoe Bay. Uh, These fossil fuels that Donald Trump is pushing uh, need to be phased out over time. I'm not naive enough, by the way, to believe that renewable energy can solve all of our energy problems related to the production of electricity immediately but i think that that's the correct uh the correct way to go to reduce fossil fuels particularly coal that's uh, the worst of the three and uh to keep the oil production in the united states uh environmentally sound and i don't know that this has been occurring over the last uh decade or so One of the interesting consequences, by the way, of fracking, just uh, for the record, is that in the state of Oklahoma, there have been enormous increases in the number of earthquakes. Well, you ask, why would there be an increase in the number of earthquakes? And what does that have to do with fracking? Well, let's remember the process here involves amazing amounts of water and uh, an unknown combination of chemicals, this is another uh, problematic thing about the whole fracking uh, business, that are injected into the ground and they use high pressure to basically fracture the the rocks to extract uh, the fossil fuels from, from down low. And these water lagoons, and I call them lagoons, they're actually toxic waste dumps, are beginning to appear all over North Dakota. And uh, this is a very important current environmental dispute that um, most Americans need to get their heads out of their sand, out of, out of the sand, uh, and, and more focused on how damaging this really is to our society. And with so many unknown aspects of the chemical composition of these uh, of the process of creating the uh, the the fracking fossil fuel uh, result, uh, I think the public deserves to know more. And it's unfortunate that these multinational corporations and including American companies are allowed to hide behind uh, commercial confidentiality. In other words, they're using a kind of a trade secrets argument uh, 
that say we can't reveal these chemicals because it's a trade secret, you know. Well, this is not the formula for Coca-Cola or uh, <laughs> what goes into um, Mr. B- Mrs. Butterworth's syrup, which <laughs> I think Coca-Cola is one of the greatest products ever invented. Mrs. Butterworth's syrup, I don't care about. But it's it's this sort of corporate arrangement that is so troubling in what has been going on in the Trump administration thus far. We've seen, for instance, with the tax cut proposals that most of the beneficiaries are going to be part of Donald Trump's class. I think he's a phony billionaire. I don't think he's a billionaire. I think he's in debt. And it's interesting that the Paradise Papers, that are the second batch of uh, leaked information that international journalists are working on right now as we speak, some of them have already been leaked, implicate numerous Trump cabinet officials in hiding their money offshore in these tax havens in Bermuda, in the Cayman Islands, in Panama, you name it. The idea that they're going to suddenly bring back their money, which is one of the arguments made by uh, the Trump administration in promoting this bill, is a fantasy. And I thought that it was very revealing just a couple of weeks ago when um, the secretary of the, the Council of Economic Advisors, his name is Gary Cohn. Gary Cohn, for the record, by the way, almost resigned from the Trump administration over Donald Trump's bizarre uh, response to the Charlottesville events. You may recall that he said that there were, quote, good people on both sides. Uh, and, of course, involving Roy Moore, by the way, he hasn't said anything. He, he basically was in Asia when the story broke. And he said, well, look at it when I get back. Well, <laughs> he's been back for a week now, and he still has nothing to say. Uh, very strange to see Kellyanne Conway uh, reemerging on the Sunday talk shows uh, to act as a defender spokesman slash uh, representative of the Trump administration regarding the um, not-so-promising future career of Roy Moore. I don't know if Roy Moore is going to win the, win the uh, race in Alabama. He may, he may well uh, still win this race. But it's starting to, I think, demonstrate from public opinion polls down there that he uh, might be facing an uphill battle. And if anybody is going to destroy or undermine Christianity and the Ten Commandments, it's, it's Roy Moore. Uh, I don't want him to get out of the race at this point, uh, not because I think he's a guaranteed loser, but I think that it, it's obvious that it's created a conundrum for uh, the Republican Party. Mitch McConnell, uh, who's an obstructionist, not a reconstructionist, a obstructionist, has already pretty much announced without any doubt that he's not going to allow Roy Moore to even take his Senate seat. And how interesting that uh, in recent weeks I've been reading some some old essays by Alexander Hamilton, of all people, uh, sort of in response to the hype and notoriety of the musical on uh, on Broadway, the Hamilton musical, 
uh, I've always been intrigued by the the political disputes that Hamilton and Jefferson had in the early years of our republic. They were two of our great founding fathers. Both of them contributed to uh, the advancement of uh, the Constitution and the early development of the United States of America. Uh, I'm not going to go into the particulars at this point. That's one subject they actually do teach pretty well in our public schools. Uh, But they were the founders of uh, respective parties, the Federalist Party under Hamilton and uh, Washington and John Adams. Fascinating to read about all of the disputes uh, that Hamilton had amongst his Federalist colleagues. He particularly had a lot of problems with John Adams, and he had resigned the uh, Treasury position uh, before George Washington had um, retired. Alexander Hamilton was killed in a duel. Um, This is back when, quote-unquote, a man's honor was at stake, and they decided these things out out in the meadow, out in the field, along a river somewhere with witnesses and pistols. And Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr got into a... uh, a series of insults that were actually personal letters. It was very, very strange to, to read this, the details of what really took place between Burr and Hamilton. But uh, Aaron Burr, who uh, later became a, a traitor of sorts, he tr- tried to create an uprising uh, in the uh, <laughs> west of the Ohio River. Another story altogether. Um, was insulted by a letter that Hamilton wrote regarding the word despicable. And then they had an exchange of letters regarding grammar and whether there was a phrase more despicable, that could something be more despicable than just the insult of despicable. This was actually how this duel actually originated. And, of course, they were political rivals that went way back uh, in the state of New York for other reasons. Obviously, they were political enemies. But Alexander Hamilton made a lot of enemies. Uh, That was quite clear from his biography. But uh, fascinating uh, to read some of the writings of Alexander Hamilton in a newly released uh, Library of America book called The Selected Writings of Alexander Hamilton. Anyway, I've diverted a bit. Let's go back to uh, Alabama and the mess that's going on down there. I do want to denounce, and I've noticed that Donald Trump has said nothing about this subject, uh, some prank phone calls that were made last week, seemingly on behalf of Roy Moore. A prank caller, hi, this is Bernie Bernstein. I'm a reporter for the Washington Post calling to find out if anyone at this address is a female between the ages of 54 and 57 who's willing to make damaging remarks about candidate Roy Moore for a reward between $5,000 and $7,000. We will not be fully investigating these claims. However, we will make a written report. This apparently turned into a robocall all over Alabama. Uh, It's obviously laced with all sorts of symbolic anti-Semitism and just right bizarreness. But it is part of this ongoing uh, 
remarkable thing going on in the United States of America regarding news and how stories are getting hijacked by uh, right-wing elements uh, in all sorts of ways using the Internet. I'd like to turn your attention briefly to an interesting article that was written uh, before uh, Roy Moore was a popular name in the news. He's been in the news for a couple weeks now because the politics of it are are pretty simple. Donald Trump supported uh, Strange, uh, who's the current acting senator from Alabama. Jeff Sessions is our attorney general. Bless his heart. And I say that sarcastically. Uh, uh, and Roy Moore was backed by Steve Bannon. Well, this turned into a little bit of a catfight, and Roy Moore won. <laughs> so Donald Trump doesn't know what to say. He doesn't want to in, insult his base. He doesn't know what to say. So what does he do? He declares North Korea a sponsor of terrorism, and he starts talking about his... Uh, the lack of gratitude um, that the father of one of the UCLA ba- basketball players showed when they were arrested in China uh, for uh, shoplifting. Unbelievable. But this is, this is Donald Trump's style. He likes to pick these absolutely irrelevant issues to keep the hamster wheel running. I call it the hamster wheel because that's what Donald Trump is. He's a hamster running around on a wheel. He's going nowhere. Uh, he's done a lot of damaging things uh, that we can go into and will go into in future shows regarding pollution, uh, warfare, and all kinds of things. I found it fascinating, by the way, last week that one of the biggest stories was open hearings in Congress over the uh, wisdom of allowing the President of the United States, i.e. Donald Trump, to be allowed to start a nuclear war. Uh, He apparently is required by law to consult the defense secretary, who can inform him that it is illegal what he's doing. When has Donald Trump cared about any laws? That's not terribly reassuring. And uh, this is the demonstrative absurdity of the American nuclear power arsenal. How many bombs do do we have, by the way? Uh, Many. Many, many bombs. And I'll have to, because we're running out of time, have to uh, go on to the, uh, in, a co- in, in next week's show, about uh, some of the disinformation that's been going on regarding all sorts of stories. Uh, th- this incident, by the way, involves the, the shooter in uh, Las Vegas and who he might have been, in which the right wing, <laughs> uh, we're, we're trying to link the liberals... Not unlike Charles Manson, uh, oddly enough, and all of the uh, propaganda and disinformation that went on about him, even back in the 60s. I'm sure that Richard Nixon was not shy about uh, denouncing Charles Manson, an easily denounceable person. Um, By the way, we would like to remind you that you are listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor, our engineer this evening, uh, pinch-hitting uh, for the uh, ever-reliable Andrew, has been Tex Mannheim. And you can hear his brilliant uh, analysis of both uh, bluegrass, country western, country music, 
on Saturdays, pretty much every week from 10 until uh, 3 in the afternoon with either him, Bob Strzok, or Richard. Not me, but uh, they play really entertaining stuff, excellent stuff. And I'm sure in our shows this week, uh, and we will be hearing uh, about Mel Tillis as he recently passed away. And it's one of those iconic country western stars that uh, these gentlemen are so good at highlighting and educating you about the virtues of country music. One Just of the like great- to add that we're being preempted by football online, but you can listen to us at wcbn.org Saturday from 12 to 3. That was Tex Mannheim uh, giving you more information. I keep, I do keep forgetting about the football situation. Uh, we're playing, uh, well, we got the big game this week. Nothing much to say about that. Let's hope that uh, the young quarterback can play. I don't know that he's uh, going to be able to, but, uh, you know, if Michigan wins that game, our, we'll have had a good season despite all of the problems. This is one of the best defenses in the United States of America. And uh, we are officially out of time. Yazoo City Calling coming up next. Well, there, or anywhere you shake it, we sure don't care. 